0: Welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight, and today I am so excited about my guest. My guest is Tony Child. He is the founder, and you, you're you still the CEO of Elevated Worldwide, right? Right now? Yes. And well, as our entrepreneurial journeys take us, you're, you and I are very much alike in that world. We just don't know <laughs> where we're going to end up at any given time. So I'm super excited for you to be here with me. This is your second time on my podcast. But the first time I wasn't your client, I was just getting to know you. Now I am actually your client. And Tony is my coach. So it's super exciting for me to have my coach on here. Um, And I I give you so much credit. And everybody knows when I like, well, uh, just well, Tony told me to do this, I have to do it. (laughs) It's One of those things, you know, so I'm so excited for you to share your wisdom. And to be on my podcast and my people. And I know we were talking before um, before we started a hit recorder. Like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. We'll just go with the flow because that's the power is a lot of time in the flow. So why don't you introduce yourself as well and tell us what I missed?
1: Yeah. So uh, as mentioned, uh, my name is Tony Child. I, I own several companies. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Probably it, it, that is my... Kind of heart, but I wasn't always this way. So um, I was in corporate America for 15 years, and I was as corporate as corporate can get. Meaning, I was a, a banker uh, and in the banking sector for 15 years, and and thought that uh, that was what I was going to do with the rest of my life. You know, that I was going to be a banker for the rest of my life. Um, I had this idea in my head, which was: you go to school, you get a degree, you go get a job, you have that job become a career. And then you're a career banker or a career doctor or a career lawyer or whatever it is, and you get a nice paying job and uh, you go work your way up the corporate ladder to eventually get the best benefits to one day retire, you know, retire at 65 to golf for the rest of your life and then die. Like that's, that's, the, that's the mentality that I had. And, and then I was woken up one day um, while attending a positive psychology workshop at the bank and uh, learned a ton about positive psychology and the way that the brain works and when we change from negative or neutral to positive it's amazing what can happen in our lives and so um, I've just been on this journey ever since opening up businesses left and right doing really cool stuff um, fulfilling childhood dreams that were just that they were dreams when I was a kid you know I always wanted to be a professional athlete that's what like my dream was about now I coach professional athletes because you know the days of being a professional athlete are probably long gone, but I can coach them now. So, uh, you know, I end up coaching professional athletes, coaching high entrepreneurs, high achievers like yourself. So, um, own several companies uh, in the personal professional development space, uh, in particular in the positive psychology realm. Um, that's uh, everything I I want to do is centered around that. So, yes. yeah, I don't know if that's what you wanted to know, but there you that's go. There's perfect. a little bit about Tony.
0: No, it's awesome. And I yeah, I mean, you've been such an inspiration for me to realize how much more I can bring to the world. And I know um, it would be surprising to so many people who know me that I really saw myself as small before I started working with you. And I put myself in this box. And a lot of what it was that I realized now is I was living up to what other people told me was acceptable or was like, almost like these unspoken societal laws, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh, they tell us we have to stay within these realms and well, you can't do that because, and now I realize that really people were just putting their own be- limiting beliefs onto me and I was buying it. And since I've stopped accepting that as who I am, I'm kind of finding myself as a serial entrepreneur as well. And just having the courage to step out and do New things like I I was just telling you before recording, I'm launching something completely new where I'm going to help people empower them to learn um, to stand up for their worth and get paid for their voice and to see the power in their own voices and to uh, be okay with monetizing that too. So let's actually talk about that. That's a big deal where a lot of people have a lot of guilt around getting paid with their worth. And they feel like it's not okay sometimes to just get paid. And I know that's something you and I've worked on a lot, right? Pay yeah. yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. So do you want me to? Do you want me to dive into that? Is that what? Is that where I we're going?
0: That's where we're, we might be going. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, so first of all, um, you can work on your subconscious or your conscious. So, so most trainings, most podcasts, most things that we do are. Conscious based, meaning you listen to something, they tell you what to do, you go try and implement it, and then it either works or it doesn't work. What mm-hmm. I focus on is the subconscious, three to 7% of our life, three to seven, so Average of 5% of our life is conscious awareness. We're consciously aware. I'm looking at a camera. I can see you right now. You're listening to me. We're consciously aware. But subconsciously, there's a ton of other stuff going on. Cars whizzing by, light structure coming in, bright lights. Like, you know, I can see out of the periphery of my eye. Like our eyes alone are picking up 10 million bits of information every single second. But we have a filter because if we could actually see 10 million bits, we would go insane. So we have a filter called a reticular activating system that's saying not important to 9,999,960 bits, which means I'm only seeing 40. So I'm seeing the screen right now. I'm seeing the colors on the screen, but I'm not seeing all the periphery, but my subconscious is. So if you want to make major change in your life, like major change, you can work on the 5% consciousness or you can work on the 95% subconsciousness. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I work through people, it's like, dude, Let's go make major change. Let's go create major, major shifts in somebody's life. And so everything I do is subconscious work. So there's three subconscious programs that are playing behind the scenes that are dictating the person's worth or money. Okay. So here's the three. And I know I've shared these with you before, but your your audience uh, probably has never heard of these. Number one. The, the One of one of the top beliefs that people hold about money is that you have to work hard for it. So I have to work hard for money. And this, this by the way, was not our belief. It was when we were younger and we'd ask for something, our, our parents would say, well, no, you got to work hard for that. I'm not just giving it to you. What, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not just going to give you money. You got to work hard for money. I'm not going to just give you that toy. You got to work hard for it. Like, what are you thinking? And so at that moment, we began to think that the things of life, that, that, that the successes and the opportunities of life, you have to work hard for. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes easy, we sabotage it. We sabotage it. We're like, oh, no, no, no. It shouldn't be that easy. It's got to be hard. And so we take something that is easy and we make it hard. Yeah. Because of these beliefs that say that in order to make money, I have to work hard for it. So if money were easy... Then and it, like, let's just take an example of like, somebody does want to pay you for your work. But there's, there's a thing down there that says, but I didn't, I didn't work like really hard for that amount of money. So like if somebody wants to pay me, cause my average fee to speak is about $15,000. So if somebody wants to pay me, let's say somebody wants to pay me $50,000 for my speech what what I what I have going on inside of my subconscious is, no, 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 my speech is only worth 15. You can't give me 50. I didn't work for 50.
0: Yeah. I only
1: worked for 15. I, I didn't work hard for $50,000. What? No, like I didn't earn that. And so what I'll do is I'll, re- I'll literally reject it. I'll just say, no, 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 no. Just pay me 15 and we're good. How many times do people do this in life where they yes. just reject the higher amount because it's like, I didn't work hard for it. So I'm going to accept the lower amount because I did work for that. So that's the number one belief that people hold about money: is you have to work hard for it. Number two belief is that money doesn't grow on what I know you heard this up trees, <laughs> which means that that was the second thing we were told when we asked for money from our parents: like, dude, not only do you have to work hard for it, but it doesn't grow on trees, Tony. What are you thinking? And so, what? What, in essence, I learned was that there's a there's a lack of it. There's yeah. there's only a limited supply of it, and if I don't get mine then that means somebody else is going to get it. And so I have this fear of losing out. I have this fear. And so what we'll do is we'll sabotage in order to not lose out. Mm. So a lot of what they'll do in speaking is they'll say, you know what? what, what is your budget? I'll just accept anything that you'll give me because I don't want to miss out on the piece of pie that you're willing to give me. So just they accept what the budget is. Instead of just saying, no, there's an unlimited supply. So you either pay me or you don't. And if, and if I don't get this job, oh, well, I no. don't get it. It wasn't meant yeah. for me. Yeah, right. Like I'm going to go find another job. And and so there's an idea that it doesn't grow on trees. Last one, third one. And then we're going to go back to all these because I want to get your your take on all three of these. The the third one is that money is the root of what?
0: All evil. Yep. Yep
1: all evil for those Christian men and women that are out in the, the planet today. They've been taught this idea that money is bad. Money is yeah. evil and you shouldn't want it. You shouldn't desire it. You shouldn't have it as a forefront of your mind that you're going to go out there and create money. And so anytime somebody says that they want to make money deep down inside, there's a belief that says, no, you don't. Cause you'd be evil if you did. So, oh, so no. no, don't, don't go do that. Don't go make money. And, and it's almost kind of this sheepish, you know, I want to make money. And, and if you're going to go speak, like go make money, Yeah. but, but people don't want to talk about it. Cause like, well, no, if I shared how much money I'd actually charge, then yeah, that would mean that I'm like that, like I'm jealous or I'm prideful or I'm greedy and I don't want to be that. So what they'll do is they'll sabotage it and they'll say, no, 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 just pay me. Just pay me what you can just pay me later. It's Okay. And and they don't have a healthy relationship with money because right. of these three subconscious beliefs that are always playing.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes so much sense. And in my industry, what I'm finding is um, they actually don't pay to speak at all. So I went to a conference over the summer and I found out that I was one of the only paid speakers there and i just was floored when i found that out i i was thinking like my goodness and i've been talking to a lot of different people in early childhood education who are the thought leaders and it's something that just keeps coming into my ecosystem where they just keep asking well how do you get paid for it because i don't and i just it just shocked me that they're doing it for free i think about the fact that the content that i teach is basically 15 years of my experience plus my education and all that I put into it. I worked hard for my intellectual property and it is worth, it's not going to be given away for free. That's for sure. And I also realized that in our society, we are so set on, we trade goods and services, right? I mean, when you think of how is money used? Well, you go to Walmart, you purchase your groceries and you give the money for the groceries, and so because it's a tangible product, it makes sense for us. Um, I'm in child care. We, I provide a spot for a child to come, and a parent pays me for that. What I think people are missing the mark on here is that just because we're not giving something tangible, it is still a good and a service that we're providing that is deserving of being paid for. So to a certain extent, I think my industry as a whole should be ashamed of itself, for not paying the thought leaders and the people out there who are driving change and who are really making this a better industry but i also think that the people who are out there need to start standing in their worth and stop speaking because if we all stand together and stop doing it for free they'll have they'll start seeing our worth
1: yeah. And, and we have to change culture as well. Mm-hmm. Culturally, we live in a society and, and the mass of the culture says my government should take care of me. Um, everything should be free. I should have free health care. I should have free benefits. I should have free everything. I should. And it, it, it's almost I want to work the least amount possible and get the maximum amount of return. And it's like that mentality, it, it it is a lack-based mentality, and you will yes. continue to get that in your life. And yes. so when you want free, then you're willing to give free. See, I don't believe in free. I, I just don't believe in free. I don't believe in getting things for free. I also don't believe in giving things for free. Right. Somebody says, hey, let 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 me just give this to you for free. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to give that to me for free. What would you charge somebody? Now, if you want to give me a discount, I'm happy to take your discount but I'm not going to pay nothing for your service. So how much is it? And they'll tell me how much it is and I'll pay for the service. Now, likewise, when they ask me like, hey, d- do you do any freebies for your service? Like, no, I don't. Right. Because uh, I don't believe that, that things in life, because if I have a mentality that, that I have to receive for free, then that means by default, I have a mentality to give for free. And, and the reason why people don't get paid is because on one side they have the people that are doing the organizing saying I want to find free speakers and on yes. the other side we have speakers that say I I'm in a free society so I should just give it
0: right and, right. and,
1: and I don't I don't speak for free. I just right. don't anymore. No, I yeah. I used to before I understood these laws before I understood this mentality, I used to give speeches all the time for free. I don't anymore. Right. Because my time is worth it my, what you said like I've spent thousands hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars in in getting the wealth of knowledge that i have yes. i have i have invested in myself millions of dollars in mistakes yes that i've made exactly. in entrepreneurship right that that i that if you're going to come and say tony let me let me pay you it's like you're paying me so that you don't make the mistake that right. i made yep and and that's worth something it's yep. not worth nothing and so it's it's all about and at the end of the day Worth is simply this. People will pay you in direct proportion to what you feel you are worth. Mm -hmm. And if you believe you're worth nothing, then people will pay you nothing. If you believe your product is not transformational, then people will not pay you anything. And so I genuinely know and believe that any product I put in the marketplace is five-star high quality and it works and is transformational. Therefore, I don't feel guilty charging the prices I charge because it's like, I know I can give an, an X amount of return on investment for everything I put out in the marketplace.
0: And I actually feel the same way. I'm literally the entire program I've designed for child care center owners and directors is basically helping them not make the mistakes I've made that have cost me probably close to a million dollars altogether. If I sat down and really calculated it, it is probably right at a million dollars worth yeah. of just money loss mistakes I've made. So my prices, when you consider that, are nothing compared to not making those mistakes yourself and also just mm-hmm. gaining your life back. I have so many of like my clients who come to me and tell me that they now actually get to live their life and they've found freedom from being married to their child care program. And that alone is worth so much. And if people don't value that, then they're going to stay in that same rut, that same misery that they're living in today um, because it's the same thing for childcare center owners. I and mean, I know you worked with me on this uh, with not paying myself. That was a big thing for me, just really struggling to pay myself and putting me last on a uh, payroll. It's something uh, as you speak about it, it's like, Oh, yep. They're my scarcity mindset. My once it's gone, I'm afraid it's not coming back. All those things that I've been working through over the last year to help, but it is definitely, and, and, Oh, ironically, I'm in the industry, right? <laughs> I end up in the industry that has such a scarcity mindset that my entire industry is thinking like that.
1: Now, can you make money in a scarce environment? Can can you Absolutely. make money with people that that are in scarcity mindset? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, Sam Walton, that man created an empire on people with a yes. with a cheap, low dollar, you know, with Walmart pricing. Like he's he's created a, a multi mega like Billion dollar company, multi-billion dollars. I mean billions and billions of dollars based on just this idea of I'm just gonna hit the masses that are all in lack. Yeah. And so you can do it. Um, it just it, it takes a whole new shift in mindset to be able to do that. Um, so for me personally, I just know who my audience is. And and I I will let you know that my audience probably does not shop a whole lot at Walmart. They just yeah. don't if they did they probably would not be able to afford the prices that i charge and if any of your listeners right now are like i was thinking about contacting tony but if he's saying that that i shop at walmart he probably won't coach me i'm just saying look at what you spend mm-hmm. look at where your money is look at like do you go for rock bottom prices do you look for um you know when you're when you're at a restaurant here's a good way that you can see if you are a lack or an abundance thinker. Okay. It's really simple. Test. You ready for it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you look at a menu, do you read it left to right or right to left? Oh. So what's on the left side of a menu? So if you're looking at a page, not the not the left page, but if you're looking at a page in a menu, what's on the left side of the page of a menu? What's what is what do you find?
0: The food. The food that you're ordering. The food,
1: right? Okay. What's on the right side of the menu? What, what's the on the right range. side?
0: Yeah. The prices. The
1: price. You want to know how most people in, in America read a menu?
0: They, I didn't real, realize that. They go right to left?
1: They go right to left. They look at the prices oh. and they immediately go to the price range with which they're comfortable paying and then they will choose the food that's mm. in that price range. Instead of looking at it at left to right saying, what do I want? What right. am I in the mood for? I know that there's an abundance of money. What is it that I want to buy? What 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 am I in the mood for? I want a steak. Awesome. I'm going to order the steak. And you look to the right and it's like a, it's a $120 steak. It's like, "Oh, okay. That's the price of what I want right now." You know? Yeah. And 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 people will say, "Well, Tony, that's frivolous spending. You're not you're not a good steward of money." It's like, "No, I understand that that money is to be circulated. It is an energy. It goes out and it goes in and it goes out and it goes in. But if I if I spend it in scarcity, I will receive it in scarcity. Mm-hmm. If I spend it in abundance, I will receive it in abundance. All and right. and so, um, you know, women. I'll just give you an, another example for for most women when they go into department store and they see a, uh, uh, they they look at the the clothes that are around, and they they see a cute blouse that they want. What do they do? The very first thing that they do when they see a blouse that they want, Check most the price. women. We check the. Price. They will immediately check the price, yeah. and then the price will determine whether they really want it or not.
0: Yes, right? pretty much. Yes, that yeah. is. So, so the,
1: you'll look at the price tag. He's like, "No, I really didn't want that." It's Never mind. It. Yeah, it's like, did you want it or not? Right. Again, most people they buy on price. They don't buy on like, do I want that or not?
0: On true desire. Most people yeah.
1: don't buy on convenience. Right. So, so most people like get this. This is craziness. So. Do you realize that to save a couple, like maybe a hundred dollars on a flight, people will do two and three connections to yeah, save a hundred dollars on a flight?
0: Crazy. And they're losing hours. Yes. They're losing hours of their time, yes. which you
1: can't get back, you can't make more of, to yeah. to make a connecting flight because it's cheaper than a direct flight. That to me is like complete craziness.
0: Yeah, I agree. But people do it all the time. I agree 100% on that one. It's kind of the same thing like Walmart. I, I don't shop at Walmart because of my time. Um, and and not so much the products as the time. For me, I got just the thought of going to Walmart and the chaos that Walmart puts into my brain is like, oh, so I will go to a different grocery store, whatever, for the convenience of it's a more peaceful environment. For one thing, the environments are so much nicer. Um, The quality is better and the time I'm in and out of there so much quickly. It's so much quicker than if I were to go to a Walmart. So I stopped shopping at Walmart for just those reasons. Um, I just want you
1: to, I want you to think about it though. Like how much is your time worth? Yep. How much is your time worth? Do you like, we don't go grocery shopping ever. And I, I know that my wife probably buys from Walmart, but we've we haven't stepped foot in a Walmart in yeah. forever. yep, because we do we do yep. grocery delivery. yeah, I, I don't like my wife and I, we can sit on a computer and we can be done with our grocery shopping in a matter of ten minutes. and we mm-hmm. get exactly what we want. See, here's the thing that that grocery stores that you don't know, they're playing with your subconscious. They know what's on eye level. They know what's on high and low. They know what's on low for kids, they know mm-hmm. what's on level for teenagers, they know what's on level for adults, and they place their product based on subconscious programming. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that if you walk into a any grocery store, it doesn't matter what it is, you will walk out with more than what you had bargained for simply yeah. for the fact that these stores know what they're doing. Do you know they have they're the not doing it.
0: Walmart actually has doing. Yeah, Walmart actually has display contests. For whichever their employees' um, displays produce the most amount of income for the store, they give them bonuses and they actually have contests for which employees produce the most profitable displays. So, yeah, that alone, uh, I've actually started doing the grocery pickup too, same like where it's like, I'm not good, I would rather door dash it at this point than. But it's
1: not even a matter of how much money can I save, it's mm-hmm. how much time is my time yes. worth. Yes. How much is my time worth? And, and when you look at like, you know, uh, now personally, people that know me, I love mowing the lawn. I know it's crazy, but I love doing it. But I do know that there are people out there that hate mowing the lawn Mm -hmm. and they would rather die than mow the lawn. And it's like, well, then why are you doing it? Yeah. Like if, if, if you would, if you, if you know that your time is worth more, then why are you doing it? Like, like even cleaning the house, like people are like, well, why would you ever hire a house cleaner? Like, that's stupid. Why would you ever do that? It's like, cause my, time is, worth my more. time is
0: worth more. Yes. 100%. My
1: time is worth more. And that hour that it would take me to clean the house, I can go make 10 times more than what I would spend to pay someone yeah. to clean my house.
0: I think another big thing that you've taught me through this concept is my energy as well. Because there's just different chores that really just drain my energy, like doing the dishes. That is my, and now I realize how important my energy is. I really never realized that until I started working with you on how important just like protecting my energy and keeping it at a higher level is. And so if I'm outsourcing those tasks that are draining my energy, that make me feel drained that's also producing more for me. Uh, And then I can produce more because my just it keeps that energy level up, which is so important for me to be able to produce for my companies and for to provide for all the people I provide for. So I think that's another big important point is not just the fact that you're worth so much more, but it's so important to protect your energy.
1: Yeah, and just look at where my zone of genius is. Like, yes. look at where it is. Is your zone of genius cleaning and organizing? Is not your zone of genius doing one? <laughs> is your zone of genius um, even running a company? Like, I've just found recently that my zone of genius is not running the day to day operations of a company. Yeah, I'm me horrible is. at it. Yeah, my genius, my genius is in creating. I can create things and I can write and I can speak and I can do things. I can sell pretty easily. That's my genius. That's my happy place. But when you put me in front of a spreadsheet and say, calculate these numbers and go and do this budget and then declare it to the, and then go and create a bunch of operations around it. It's like, Uh -uh. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, But that's painful to me. It's painful to me. So so yes, it it took a leap of faith to hire somebody that that is their genius. That's their wheelhouse. It's like, yeah. I, I can do that all day long. Right. It's like, well, Tony, if why, why would you hire somebody if you totally can do it? Just because you can do, do something does not mean that you should do something. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is really important for people to understand. Just because you can do it does not mean that it is in your best energy and benefit to do it.
0: Even if you're really, really good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's something, a principle I teach my business clients and even my own director, that even if you're really good at it, it doesn't mean that you're the one who should be doing it. Um, um, My director actually, was Saturday, I think she came to me and she uh, was kind of laughing saying that she was mopping the floor at the childcare center I own. She said like, all she could hear was my voice in her head saying um, that uh, she said that is... Uh, or what? Did, oh, I can't remember how she said. It. It's something about I. Um, that's below her pay grade. That I don't pay her to mop floors, and that it's. Um, but it's even if she's the best floor mopper in the world, it isn't a revenue generating task. And I need yeah. her to be in her zone of genius. That is not only producing revenue, but maintaining the level of quality that makes it so that we can charge what we charge. So understand, and that's all a part of understanding your worth, right? It's all a part of when you know what you're worth. I, I went through something a few years ago where I decided uh, at first I decided I wanted to be worth hundred dollars an hour mm-hmm. and I decided I had to purge everything for my life that I wouldn't pay someone hundred dollars an hour to do. After that, I got to the point where I decided I was going to be worth $500 an hour and I decided, okay, now I have to purge everything out of my life. I wouldn't pay $500 an hour to do and now at this phase of my life, I decided that I'm worth $2,000 an hour and I purge everything out of my life that I wouldn't pay someone. So it really is that mindset of understanding who I am and what I'm worth and then delegating the rest.
1: So let's do let's do the uh, math on this. This is really cool math, by the way. I'm going to do the math on my calculator on my phone. OK, okay. So I've got, I got my calculator open. We're going to do some math here. So what's the average salary that that the average American wants to make every year? Like they they dream about making it every year.
0: I think it's only like $150,000, isn't it? It's not that high.
1: It's, it's not. Like that's that's the one that most people will settle with. It's like, yeah, $150,000 would be great. But what do they dream about? It's a like million. there's a number. They
0: dream about a million.
1: Yeah, it's a million. Like that's the number that's like, man, I want to make a million dollars a year. Okay, so let's take a million dollars. We're going to put it into our nifty calculator and we're going to divide that by 50, 50 weeks. Like how many, first of all, so a million dollars It's like, I want to make a million dollars. And, um, how many, how many weeks do people want to work every year making a million dollars? Cause this is another thing that we have to understand is like, how, how much do you want to work for that million dollars? Right. So, so let's say we're going to take a month off. So we're going to work 48 weeks for it instead of 52. Okay. okay? So we're going to work 48 weeks for it. and, and, we're gonna work, and then we're gonna work forty hours in that week, which is the average work week, mm-hmm. right? Right. So we're gonna divide that by forty hours. Do you know how much that is per hour? How much? to be a millionaire? If you're gonna take, a, if you're gonna take a month off, and you're gonna work forty hours a week, do you know how much you're worth? Do you know how much a millionaire is worth? Somebody that makes a million dollars, how much they get paid an hour?
0: No. Well, how much? Is-
1: Five hundred and twenty dollars and eighty three cents an hour.
0: Oh, wow. That's not as much as I would have thought. Wow.
1: Yeah. $520.83. So if you take that and multiply it by 40, and then multiply that by 48, you're at a million dollars. Okay.
0: Wow. So I yeah. have to figure out for me, I decided that I want to work. 40 you need to do more. Weeks. Yes. So
1: what, what if it's like I only want to work 40 hours? I want to only work 40 weeks. I don't want to work 48. I want to take three months off.
0: And that's uh, yeah. pretty much. I want to make sure I can take twelve weeks off a year. That's my my goal. <laughs> okay, so
1: so so twelve weeks. So that's forty. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. working forty weeks divided by forty weeks. Now, how many hours do you want to work a week? Like, do you want to work forty hours a week, or if you could work less, like could, if you could just say, "Here's what I want to work every week." What would it be?
0: Probably twenty. Okay. That way, I can right. make so a
1: million divided by forty weeks. Divided by twenty hours. Do you know what your hourly uh, rate is?
0: I'm going to guess three thousand.
1: A thousand. So my goal
0: is over. That's awesome. I'm doing good then for my two thousand dollars an hour. (laughs) That's awesome. That's not nearly as much as I would have thought. That makes pretty cool.
1: So, so my point in doing this is like when you do the numbers. Now, here's the question: Are do you energetically believe you are worth $520.83 an hour?
0: Oh, absolutely! I know I'm worth more than that.
1: Yeah. So so you know it. I know it. Therefore, we make more than a million dollars a year. But you have to energetically feel that mm-hmm. before you'll make it. Right. But if you're making decisions based on like, uh, I don't know, somebody wants to get paid $100 for that hour job, I don't, that, that seems like a lot to me. I don't know if I would pay them a hundred dollars an hour.
0: That's and a good point. Being willing to do pay believe that you're not,
1: you're worth less than a
0: hundred dollars mm-hmm. an hour. If you're not
1: willing to pay somebody more than a hundred dollars an hour, yes. you feel you are worth less than four than a hundred dollars an hour.
0: And honoring the people out there and what they're worth too. I think that's an awesome point that how are you going to stand in your worth if you're not willing to honor others' worth? and just to value them and for the people my listeners and my the people watching my podcast here I also really challenge you to ask yourself if when tony is saying these things and you I know so many of you are thinking yeah but you don't understand me i get that you guys are worth it but i'm just anything that comes after that word just you got to get it out of your mind because there is nothing different about who we are and the fact that we Um, are seeing these things other than the fact that we accept the fact that we are worth more. That's it. And every one of you is worth it too. You're just not accepting it.
1: And if you look at the energy of money, so just look at this, like if most people want to make a million dollars, like think about a a $10,000 decision. If you're making a million dollars, it's the same energy that a person that is that is making hundred thousand dollars thinks about a thousand dollar decision. I don't think about it very long when I made a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars like a thousand dollars like it, it wasn't it wasn't a big energy sucker from my from my body to think about a thousand dollar decision. Now when I was making a hundred thousand dollar decision to make a ten thousand dollar decision that that was a little bit more energy that was that was a little bit more fear. Now I had to get mm-hmm. to the point that while making a hundred thousand dollars, I could make ten thousand dollar decisions like they were thousand dollar decisions. And the moment I was able to do that, my income started rapidly changing.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know that's something you and I've worked on a lot lately for me is to be able to get those. I think that's the biggest thing lately is just to get to those next level decisions because um, that it's been uh, something I've had to come to terms with. And it's something I see in my clients a lot, but on a different level, they're usually a lot of my clients, I help people opening childcare centers and they go from being used to paying household bills of anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars a month, you know, for their household, to now suddenly they own this childcare center and the bills may be sixty thousand a month, and their their income coming in might be seventy, but they're freaking out because suddenly it's sixty thousand and it feels so big. And then, yeah. like for me, I'm used to it, so to me, it's just kind of like I. It took me a minute to really get to that relatability. And then I started working with you when you were just I'm like, Evelyn, you just need to make these decisions. You have just, you know, it is just, and I had to start getting used to writing those big checks and like just seeing it, not just go out through the whole month, <laughs> but like something, okay, I'm paying for this $50,000 item right here. That's it. And, and it is definitely a quantum leap for sure. Um, and you're thinking, but you have to use the muscle in order to build the muscle and yeah. as it gets bigger and bigger, it gets easier and easier. And I just um tell myself that is, you know, just it's just like lifting weights. The more you do it, the energy you put it in, the how my thoughts come through, that's really what is going to make or break it in the long run.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much, Tony. This has been wonderful. I'm so glad to get you into my industry so they can hear all of your wisdom, We definitely need it in this industry right now, since we are trapped in the scarcity mindset, which has become one of my um goals to overcome. We have to stop seeing early childhood as scarcity. There is enough money out there. There are enough children out there. We just need a new way to bring it into us. and it is out there. We just have to start seeing it differently. So thank you again so much. Um, and I will put your uh, contact information for your website and everything in our show notes. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: No, just uh, look um, for a lot of you. This may be a little bit confronting today where it's like, man, this guy, he's an idiot. I don't know about this. I'm telling you, I was in banking for 15 years. I know my numbers and it does. It seems illogical that you would do this, but, but if you want to learn how to make more money, you have to learn it today and then you'll make more money. A lot of people will be like, well, no, I'll, I'll spend that money when I have the money. And I'm saying, no, you have to learn how to spend it to get it. Yes. And, and that's that's the that's the dichotomy here. And it's it's really hard to do and really easy to do if if you can just learn how to do it. So um if this yeah. was confronting for your audience, it's okay.
0: Just realize
1: yeah. it was confronting for a reason. It's like I probably need to change something. Right. And it
0: just, I would remind everybody too, money flows, it may come and it goes, but it always comes back. I think there's this mindset out there that once it's gone, it's gone forever, but it always comes back. Always comes back. Well, thank you. Okay.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.